This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Kenny King Jr., and you're tuned in to the Raider Cody Podcast Show. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Stewie H., the UK's biggest Raider fan, and you're tuned in to the Raider Cody Podcast Show. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Wayne Mabry, a.k.a. The Violator, and you're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast Show. Get your ears on and get some of this. Yeah! What's up, Raider Nation? Rolling into episode six. Hot off that win against Pittsburgh, man. That was great, man. It was a great weekend. It was a good weekend, finally, to be a Raider fan. I'm excited. Wanted to make sure this podcast was going to be a good one for you guys. I got a couple guests coming on here in a little bit. First, I got a phone call coming in with Kenny King Jr. He went to the Raider game this weekend. I want to hear from him. I want to feel that vibe. I couldn't be there, so I got to live it through him. And a little bit later, man, we're going to give a little quick call in to my my brother from the Raiders podcast network. He's still floating around getting his own podcast together. So I thought I'd bring him on, let him chop it up a little bit. He's got too much of a great opinion to not let him be heard on a podcast until he gets his going. But until then, man, thank you to everyone that made this podcast happen. Still brought to you by the Raiders Podcast Network. Make sure you check out the sisters, Just Win Ladies, and my big brothers, the Pillaging Podcast. But we're just going to go ahead and roll right into it, man. I'm going to hit you with these Hell's Bells hits, these third down hits. Brought to you by Pro Football Focus. Make sure you find them on Twitter, at PFF underscore Raiders. But here, man, let me hit you with some facts. After Sunday's game, Derek Carr has now thrown 254 straight passes without an interception. Finally, man, a great day for Johnny Townsend. He punted four times for an average of 48.5 yards per kick. Raiders cornerback Gary and Conley played 59 of 60 defensive snaps Sunday versus Steelers. Broke up multiple passes, including the pass to Antonio Brown that resulted in a Tahir Whitehead interception, baby. Rodney Hudson ranks second among centers with a 79.9 overall grade this season. And first with a 90.7 pass blocking grade. But let's not waste any time, man. Let's see if we can get a hold of Kenny. Kenny King Jr., man. What's going on? What's good, Cody? 
Hey, man. So big win yesterday, man. How was the experience at the stadium? Oh, dude, man, it was it was it was crazy. It was nuts. Um, you know, it was my last home game this year. I won't be there for Christmas, but um, my son, he's five months old. His first game, um, you know, I brought some brought some friends and family out to the tailgate. We we uh, we had it rocking. Um, the atmosphere was it was just nuts, man. It was it was a lot of yellow there. Um, and it was it was great to see them have to put those towels in their pockets and, and put their heads down and walk out yesterday. But man, I'm, I'm telling you, dude, the stadium the stadium was just rocking. It was it was it was a playoff atmosphere with a game that meant absolutely nothing to us, everything to them, and we knew it. Yep, yep. I'm telling you, you man, know? it was uh, it was disappointing as a Raider fan to look on the TV and see all them terrible towels waving around. But I'm telling you, man, I just, after the game, all I could think about was, you know, a few thousand Steeler fans with with sore shoulders from waving them things all dang game, yep, hanging that yep. towel in their back pocket, hanging their head down, and walking out that stadium, man. I'm telling you, I, I felt good for every Raider fan that had to deal with that crap in their face all game. Oh, dude, you know, the, the, the thing that sucks is, you know, I had... I had well, not sucks. Doesn't suck for me. Sucks for them. But I had uh, I had uh, a Steelers couple that was in front of me, and I guess they were with their their mom or something. She's a Raider fan. And then I had them to the I had them to the right of me. I had them behind me. And so I just see those yellow towels flying everywhere. I, and I'm sitting there like, man, I started seeing red. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, yep. I'm like, okay. If, if, if I said I said if they if they keep waving these towels, they're gonna have to put it away pretty soon. And I just I went in there knowing I. Like, I don't know. I, I was like, DC, DC's feeling it today. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, I think that Carr did a good job of shutting up a lot of those, a lot of those doubters, a lot of those haters. He got a 16th comeback, fourth quarter comeback win. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, made, made use of, made use of his targets. Um, you know, and the crazy thing is, you know, just the, you can tell that he is way more comfortable in Gruden's system now. And, and really has an idea of, of the direction this team is going. And, and, and you can see the buy-in from, from everybody there. I, I just, I see, I see it coming back and I see that I see the excitement coming back and it, it gets me fired up. I mean, shoot, even at three and 10, I'm, I'm fired up. Like we're, <laughs> like we're 10 and three, you know? Yeah. Well, it's mainly, you know, I, you probably see what I see. You see these players buying in, having fun on the field. You know, yeah. I, I can't remember the last time I seen a, a team celebration in the end zone. That's uh good to, after you know our our locker rooms kind of looks like it's in shambles but it, it's a good sight to see and i you know i want to end this kenny on one last question uh i'd put this game in my own personal record book maybe uh i'd give it a top three but i wasn't at the coliseum man the other ones i was i was there you were there man where does this rank where does this rank for you this is this is a top five game for me um my number one game would have to be would have to be uh, <sighs> so yeah, this one's definitely top five. I, I mean, I, I've got so many there in front of me, but my number one would probably be the uh, the KC game, um, two thousand was that two thousand ten? No, two thousand fourteen. Oh yep. Uh, two thousand fourteen, KC zero and ten yep. in the rain. Latavius uh, Murray. Yeah. You know, Khalil Mack, Seal Moore. Seal almost 
Seal almost losing it for us because him and Khalil Mack <laughs> celebrating 15 yards behind the play, and Charles Woodson almost uh, beating their ass in the locker room. Oh, you bad. That's that's gotta be that's gotta be my number one. Uh, yeah. I mean, because I was just man in that game in a poncho, soaking wet, yep. drunk off, drunk out of my mind, <laughs> and you know that one, that that one, and and, and, and to to beat the Chiefs. Yeah. You know, that, that yeah. was it, but you know, yesterday uh, it was it was definitely a top five. Um, I was a little disappointed with the amount of Steelers fans. It looked like it was an invasion game, yeah. um, and just all those yellow towels was just mm. you know. But the fact that 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 Roethlisberger walked out of there zero and four <laughs> and will never win in Oakland again, absolutely. That that was nice. Yep. Absolutely, man. Hey, Kenny, I appreciate you coming on here, man, and sharing the vibes from yesterday's game. I'm appreciate sure. you having me, brother. For sure, man. Telling you guys, Kenny King Jr. is a cool cat right there, man. But hey, I got a lot of content still coming for you guys. So we're just going to roll right into this next segment. I'm going to take some of your guys' phone calls real quick. What up, Greater Cody? It's Wop. Oh my gosh. Holy spaghetti and meatballs and sausage, too. Was that a freaking <laughs> game or what? That was whew, a little sloppy. But that defense kept us in the game. Holy heck, that was a... I'm having a hard time not cussing right now because I'm so freaking excited. But dang, that was a great game. Raiders, I'm out. Uh, yeah, well, telling you, man, that was the game right there. And I don't blame you, man. I'm excited, too. All week, man. It's been uh, It's been three days now since that win. And I'm still rolling, man. I'm still hot. I'm still fired up. Bring on Cincinnati, man. Let's take this next call. What up, Raider Cody? It's your boy and Bobby Wasabi. Got that Malcolm juice going, dog. <laughs> Shit, feeling good, baby. Um, I was going to ask you a question, but I done forgot because, you know, I'm feeling pretty, pretty cool in the gang right now. Oh, that's what my question was. Now I then remembered. Do you think you'll be able to, uh, you know, record a little, like, tailgate session, just kind of like how your your, your big brothers at the Pillage Podcast do? Because that would be cool, man. Just kind of give a little a little take into into how your tailgate go, you know, and let, let the nation out there, you know, hear, hear how you do it up. All right, man, I'm going to let you go because I'm, I'm pretty smashed with Adams, man. Peace. <laughs> Later, Bobby, man, my dude, what's up, man? Hey, uh, that was a heck of a game, man. That was a heck of a game. You're supposed to be that messed up, man. When we're losing, not when we're winning, you're supposed to remember that thing, man. But, ah, it's all right. Hey, uh, appreciate the question, man. This year, no, can't get it done this year. I don't really, I haven't been able to make it any games last three. I think I've said it on here before, but I'll tell you again, man. It's, uh, it's family time for me right now. I've got the babies here. Making sure I can't just leave my wife hanging, taking care of both kids. So I'm going to be hanging out here in Tulare, California, man. Just doing my thing, making sure I'm catching all the games, not missing a play. And uh, just enjoying it, man. Just flat out enjoying it. Maybe next year we'll get out there, record some stuff. But to be honest, man, I kind of just want to jump on the mic with the Pilsen podcast if I'm there. I mean, they got the setup, dude. That's where it's at. That's the place to be no matter what. Raider Cody ain't going to do it how the Pillagers do it. So it's all right, man. You'll be able to catch me in A-lot next year. Let's take this next one. 
Ooh, that's my area code right there, 559. Let's see what we got. No questions, no concerns, Raider Cody. Just straight happiness. Man, that game was awesome. This is Central Valley Raider calling you out of Tulare, California. Man, that game was insane. Brought back those memories of the last time I was at that game when our DB car intercepted uh, Big Ben's pass and ran it back. It was insane. If you get a chance to see uh, when the Pillaging Podcast was there, and they sent a little video. They were on the end. I think they were at the end zone. Uh, looks like they were in the handicap section. Uh, same area I was when me and this gentleman, that time when Carr intercepted that pass uh, a number of years ago, and me and this guy, total stranger, but fellow uh, Raider brothers, guys in a wheelchair, when that interception was running running down the hill, down the field, I'm sorry, picked that guy up, and I think his legs were flying all over the place, man. <laughs> it was the funniest thing in the world, but we didn't even realize what we were doing. Just so excited. So hyped right now, man. It's 547. Uh, it's crazy. Just crazy. It was, it was awesome to see that these guys are still fighting. Yep. They could have packed it in. Um, just a lot of positives. Uh, if we're talking about Anything positive that I've seen was, honestly, today, I like the D-line. I think we're good at D-line, D-tackle, I should say. Um, we need edge rushers, though. We need some guys to help key, uh, even maybe to push key. So hopefully draft, John sees that, takes the, the stress off our DBs and linebackers. But just a lot of positives, man. Uh, man, everybody wanted Carr's head few weeks ago including myself it wasn't didn't want his head but i was really thinking about like what if somebody comes knocking and asking for him i'm not gonna lie you know that did pass in my head you know it was he psychologically messed up psychologically uh messed up goods if you want to say man that guy has changed his his mindset you know atd zero interceptions 122 percent Quarterback rating day, man, that was awesome. Um, again, I'm sure you'll detail all this in your podcast. Uh, look forward to hearing it. Just wanted to share my excitement, man, and uh, have a good one. We'll see what, what happens. At this point, I don't think anybody cares where we're at in the draft. They're saying we're the third pick now. I don't give a shit if we're in the 10th. <laughs> um, if you ask me, I think John's going to use the first one on a stud D lineman, and hopefully he trades uh, the Cowboys or the Bears pick because I think they're going to be far down. Let's pick up some second and thirds and maybe even something in 2020 when we hit that Vegas. Uh, we just need depth, depth, and depth, man. Years and years we get a stud, or at least we think we got a stud, and then we get down to, to nothing. We need depth where when they come into a game, does not the fall off is not that bad so all right man i'm Audi. keep up the good work later yeah man shout out central valley raider man doing it in my hometown tulare california keep that energy coming man i like it i like it 
I would like to break down maybe even some of the stuff you talked about, but you covered it all, dude. I agree. I agree with all of it. So we're just going to roll with that, man. We're going to roll with it. We're going to go into Cincinnati, man, and hopefully it's the same story. Hopefully I can get the same type of phone call next week, man. Let's take this next one. Raider Cody, this is Monster Mash Ken from the East Coast, New York. What a game. I feel good, baby. I feel good. You know what? I had to call you my first time. First time caller. I've uh, been following you on Facebook. You know, and I, I definitely support the uh, Pillagers, Pillaging Podcast, and, and my girls, uh, Just Win Ladies Angry and Jenny. And uh, you know what? Welcome to their family. And, and I'm, I hope I could support you in any way. Uh, just real quick on the game. Uh, I wanted to touch on a couple of things that I thought were, uh, you know, we were playing. First, we're playing against the, the, the referees. What the hell is going on with this horrible calls? It's not right. We're not supposed to attack on anybody. A fumble's a fucking fumble. Uh, I don't think they know what going, what's going on. They wanted us to lose. Didn't work out. We pulled through. Uh, I think the Raiders definitely are playing against themselves. Man. We couldn't get out of our own way. 100-plus yards of penalties. Uh, I thought we did pretty good holding down you know, the, the line, but it's just, just the uh, the false starts. I'm telling us Brandon Parker and... Um, and, and Colton Miller, you got to step it up. Come on. And uh, I know that they were playing without a family who's kind of like a general as well as uh, Hudson. Uh, the Raiders versus the commentators. You guys could not get David to the right. David Carr this, David Carr that. What the hell? You get paid $100,000, whatever it is, hundreds of thousands of dollars to call a goddamn game on national TV, make it out of yourself. There needs to be some accountability there. I mean, yeah. come on. Get real, man. Um, I thought uh, Derek did a great job just, just losing the team. Getting an eight with space at the end, uh, uh, caused the right plays, uh, and moving people around. Uh, way to go, man. I loved it. Um, anyway, I, I was a little upset to see all those fans out there with the terrible towel. They're just like nation represents all over the country, and uh, I'm really proud to be a Raider fan. Uh, as far as MVPs, I think you got to go with Carr and Conley. Conley just locked down AB all game. Yep. He broke up passes. Just, I'm just blown away. Really excited. And uh, uh, the losers were definitely those, those, those referees and commentators at the game. Those are uh, just, just uncalled for. Anyway, I uh, hope to hear a good show this week from you, and uh, I'll be calling in every now and then. All right, Raider Nation, love it. Enjoy it. Till next week. Peace. Shout out, Monster Mash, man. Down here, you're the you're the reason I got on Spotify. I appreciate it. I appreciate the phone call, getting involved. I like your take, man. I like it. Speaking truth, commentators pissed me off too, man. I can't even. I don't. I ain't got nothing to say about them. I'm gonna cover that in a little bit here with Sean, but man, I ain't. It's frustrating as a Raider fan to see that stuff and to see all them terrible towels waving around. I agree. I agree, man. I can't stand that stuff, dude. I can't stand it. But, hey, appreciate the call, man. Let's take this next one. Hey, Raider Cody. This is your boy Vince, Raider Nut, calling to see what your thoughts are on this defense and what you think for the bright future of these guys. Let me know. All right, all right. I see you call back again, man. Let's take this one, too. Hey, Raider Cody. This is Raider Nut, boy Vince again. Were you happy to see the fight in this team again in that fourth quarter? They didn't give up. They didn't let the refs beat them down. They didn't let anything bother them. They were clutch. Were you happy to see that again? Good questions, Vince, man. Uh, telling you, defense has been great. No complaints from defense, given our personnel. They've 
they've developed. We got a lot of young guys out there. They've developed well. Um, do I find it funny that our defense probably played one of the best games all season, and it just so happened to be the game that Reggie Nelson got placed on IR? Mm, coincidence? I think not. I don't think so. But defense is doing good, man. We got a bright future, of course. I see. I see us heavily targeting defense again in the draft. We're just going to keep on building that defense, man. Uh, offensive weapons are going to come. Defense is just going to get built up through that draft, man, 100%. And uh, to see the fight in this team again, you're right, dude. Uh, beginning of the year, things were rough. John started stripping apart the roster. Everyone's saying that he's losing the team. Players aren't buying in. Of course, we're not winning, so there's not much of an argument. But maybe we got rid of all the bad apples finally. Maybe we're, uh, we found those guys that want to be around here for the long term. You know, even Derek Carr said that in a presser. You know, we're trying to find out who who wants in. who who uh, Who's serious? Who's no matter what during these times going to come in and still fight and work and want to build this team into what they want to build it into? And I think we're finally getting closer to that. This 53, although maybe not in Madden, this 53, I think, fights a lot harder than 2017's. That's for sure, man. We're uh, It's been rough, but I'm, st I'm starting to think uh, John Gruden's paying off a little bit. But I don't want to be, you know, just because we got a couple good games under our belt. I don't want to be too optimistic. But I think John Gruden uh, knows what he's doing. Let's take this last phone call. Raider G-Mac here. First off, Merry Christmas, Raider Nation. Merry Christmas. Second, hell yeah, we got that win. I don't got a question. I just have an issue with some fans not able to root <laughs> for their team to win. Tell them. They want to, to lose for a higher draft pick. Mm -hmm. I just can't wrap my mind around it. At the game or at the house watching the game, cheering for them to lose, I just don't get some Raider fans. Breach. I was born cheering for them to win. I would die cheering for them to win. Preach. What's your thought on this issue? <laughs> Come on, D-Mac. You already know my thought on this issue. This issue gets me fired up, man. Ain't, ain't nothing pissed me off more than fans I want to see us lose. Or fans that, you know, I get it. Everyone's op You know, everyone, everyone criticizes. There's fans that are too optimistic. Everyone has their own opinion. Everyone has their own unique opinion. Just because you agree with somebody on one thing doesn't mean you're going to agree with them on another thing. But, come on, I ain't got no time for fans that think that we should lose. Or suggest that losing is better for our team just because we get to pick a couple spots higher. Come on, man, let's use some common sense here. Team morale and confidence goes a lot further than losing for draft picks. But, like I said, man, you know my take on this. I can't stand this kind of stuff. But hey, I appreciate the phone call, DMAC. Merry Christmas to you and your family too, bro. I'm sure I'll see you around these holiday seasons here pretty soon. Sean Hildebrand, buddy, how you doing? Hey, great, Cody. Good. Happy to be on. Cool, man. How's the weather over there in Hawaii? <laughs> it's perfect, man. I mean, we're kind of like uh, in the high 70s right now, so it, that's hoodie weather for us locals. But, uh... Man, yeah, it is beautiful, and um, just enjoying it right before the holidays when we get this cool streak. It's uh, a nice relief from the, the heat that's been beating on us for the last few months. 
Oh, man. Just living life in a full-time vacation, man. <laughs> <laughs> you pay for it in paradise, but yep, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, I've heard I've heard some stories, man. The gallon of milk prices alone, I've heard, are pretty absurd. Yeah, it's pretty much like um, in certain places you shop, a gallon of milk is the same as minimum wage. So you have to oh, work an hour to get a gallon of milk. <laughs> son of a good man. That just ain't right. But hey, so you're uh, you're in the process of moving. You're living out of boxes, from what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, I'm moving, and it's uh, rough right before the holidays. So living out of boxes, and, um, you know, it's hard with my little guy, my son, and my wife. And we're pressing. We'll move in and throw up a Christmas tree out of nowhere. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it work. But, uh, yeah, I move out Friday. So I'm literally in my, my son's room right now. It's the only room that's not completely deconstructed. And uh, I'm here with you. <laughs> there we go, man. Hey, we got we got the pillaging podcast operating in the crow's nest. And we're running here out of the U-Haul truck, man. Right. <laughs> well, those guys. I always tell. I always joke with them. I always tell Kenny, "Shit, you guys are the professionals, man. Everyone else is just bare bones trying to make it work. These guys got a uh, custom, custom pop up tents, and they got A list uh, Raider Nation celebrities on their shows and things. So, hey, we're gonna shake a stick at them and see uh, where we land. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's not even fair. It's not even fair. <laughs> but hey, uh, coming off, man, we got we've had a pretty exciting couple weeks. You know, we had a big win. But, man, just some of the news outside of the game. You know, Reggie McKenzie getting canned. <sighs> Not necessarily what I pictured, you know, to end the year. I, ex- you know, I expected right. something in the offseason. I expected him to, you know, probably either decide himself he's moving on or going to apply for another job for another team. But to dump him like this now after beating the Steelers, where, how do you feel about that? Um, well, you know, it's like a lot of things. I mean, you, you either are pro Gruden or you aren't, and you either understand the process or you don't. And a lot of things are going to kind of deflect from people's fandom. But the vision in the future is Gruden's vision. So I know there's been rumblings, yeah, Mark Davis fired him, not Gruden. But we'd be silly to any of us sit here and say that Gruden didn't have a say in it. Um, ever since Gruden joined, he started poking at Reggie's uh, past draft classes, saying they need to get these guys coached up, they need to get on the field, they need to be available. We've seen him gut some of his best uh, draft picks, you know, Khalil Mack, Amari Cooper. Those guys shined at times. Uh, obviously, Mack, and you know, you, you can look at guys like Ob and uh, just different players. Um, it took a while for Carl Joseph to earn his spot on this team. Um, Conley went through an interesting situation um, where trying to bring him along slowly looks great now. But, you know, it, it, Gruden's, if Gruden's going to build this thing, he needs to have the reins to do so. He has a lot of power. They already did that. When you give someone 10 years, $100 million, I mean, it's not like you're going to give that person training wheels when they have opinions <laughs> in the organization. So, I mean, I, I actually I think I'm in the boat with a lot of people. We all appreciate what Reggie McKenzie did, um, getting us out of the gutter, fixing the salary cap hell we were in, yep. kind of mobilizing the situation, you know, bringing in Jack Del Rio and, uh, you know, ha- had a nice run there with the 12-4 season, um, making our first playoffs in, you know, well over a decade. So there's positives. I think Reggie should be proud of himself. I think the fans are happy for what he gave but there were swings and misses with him too so i think at this point it's we're moving into the future we're relocating the franchise um we did a huge roster over, overhaul and we have five first round draft picks in the next two years so it's time to nail that and get that right and if this is a serious way of going about it then i guess what we're just gonna have to kick, kick back and see what happens i couldn't have said that better myself but 
you know, there's been a lot of just, you know, besides coaching, there's been a lot of player moves. My favorite one so far is Bruce Irvin. You know, ever since he left, the Falcons are now 0-5, and, and the Raiders are 2-3. and 3. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> out of all of That's our... Funny. Out of all of our moves, man, that's the only positive one I think we got going for us so far. You hit on that, just saying, like, um, like the Re- Reggie is the worst name to have uh, on the Raiders organization <laughs> right now. You got Bruce Irvin, who called himself Baby Reggie. Baby. He got traded. He, he left, and he's stinking it up. Reggie McKenzie, uh, essentially fired, uh, moved on. They, you know, they're moving on from him. And then Reggie Nelson hit the IR. Hey. All like. Hey, hey, Reggie Nelson's man. Pro Bowl bound, man. That's he's going to the Pro Bowl. That's our that's our oh, good Reggie. <laughs> hey, man, but you know, but then there's always the bad side of our our player acquisitions. We got Amari Cooper now that all of a sudden this week looks like a whole new player. That's uh, yeah. that's a sore subject right now for me, man. I'm not really sure how I really feel about it, but I can't help you know the the diehard in me can't help but you know feel. He just kind of turned a, turned his back on us, and now he has a fresh start, and he's just, I don't know, maybe put on this persona like, I'm going to prove him wrong. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I don't even, I don't even, uh, it's not that I don't notice his physical, like, ability. Like, we all knew he kind of had it at times. It didn't fully capture it in Oakland. Uh, there's a lot of reasons probably why. Maybe some will never know, but I knew he had ability, but the persona, like, the actual attitude the personality he has in Dallas is yeah. like you you can't tell me that's the same player I mean I see Amari Cooper go on a third and eight and drop a pass and he, he undo his chin strap and jog to the sidelines <laughs> with no emotion but then he's out here in Dallas like I mean he, he's like he's got that whole like Terrell Owens like mm-hmm. you know he's got this big attitude with the star on his helmet yep. and you know what it is what it is that that trade I think needed to happen because it wasn't working out in Oakland yep. and you know, good for him. He's, he's going to see success. But, you know, as being a Raider fan, we know we brought in players that struggled on other teams and became stars on our own team. So we'll just have to see uh, what we get back with the compensation. But, um, yeah, guys like Plunkett came to us in free agency and Rich Gannon. And we had guys that retool their career um, in a Raider uniform, too. So we've been on both sides of it. But, um, yeah, that, definitely weird watching him with all that success uh, with a star in his helmet. Yeah, I'm telling you. It's just something different. You know, I remember uh... – Adam Jones uh, slamming his head into a helmet. Now I feel like uh, Amar- this Amari Cooper would get up and put him in a chokehold or something. It's like a whole different guy. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's so true. But uh, couldn't have said it better uh, than Phil Villipiano, man, coming out and just calling him out, man. Having the old school Raider just going out, calling him out, calling him a sissy. You know, it makes you feel good for a Raider fan just to have guys like that, just to go out there and whatever, Absolutely. man, poke the bear, whatever. Have yep. fun with it. If he wants to, uh, if he wants to carry himself different, hey, we got guys in the silver and black that still, you know, represent us, and we'll we speak our mind here and there. Absolutely. But then uh, Sunday, man, Sunday's game was a good win, but man, did you watch uh, on a stream? Did you listen to those commentators? Um, you know, I, I did, and it, it's it's painful, like. Uh, there's a time, like, I always have the volume really loud because I like to hear the crowd noise. I like yep. to hear, um, you know, the audibles and, yep. like, the hits. And I like the, the aura, but I, some of these broadcasters, it's so difficult to enjoy the game flow. And I just find myself wincing when they're, they're calling Derek David Carr multiple times. I mean, he's five years in his career. You know, it's like, <laughs> and, and, and 
and a lot of the inaccuracies of how they're portraying the personnel and what's happened on the team, it's tough, man. But I, I just laugh. I, I just think, you know, it, it makes uh, myself, like, more proud as a fan to feel like at times, like, I'm a lot more knowledgeable than these guys. What are these, yep. these guys are dragging dragging us through the dirt with this conversation? It's terrible, man. It's terrible. I mean, let alone I can get over the the David Carr thing. I think I've heard it with just about every commentator on there. But, man, you know – uh, what was the play? Uh, Whitehead goes to push the quarterback out of bounds. And to me, I'm like, ooh, you know, maybe that was a little bit of a late push. And the commentator immediately, man, jumps on his bandwagon. Oh, here comes the Raiders' history of long penalties. This is why they lead the league in penalties. I'm kind of like sitting there in the back of my head going, okay. You know, we got some bad penalties, man, but we don't lead the league. Okay, let's not – let's take it easy on that. Let's ba- Let's back the bus up a little bit. And then later in the game, later in the game, the final drive, you know, we're, we, we push that ball down first and goal. We got, I'd say maybe a little over a minute left on the clock. Clock's running. We have one timeout left. And the commentator has the nerve to, you know, just get on his high horse again and question why we're burning clock. You know, he's, 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 well, I'm not sure what they're doing. I'm not sure why they wouldn't call a timeout right now. It's like, man, it's first and goal. We can take four shots at the end zone in 20 seconds. What in the world, man? Like, take it easy a little bit, you know? Sure enough, we score. We leave, what, 20-something seconds on the clock? Barely, barely almost, it was almost too much time on the clock. So it's like, man, I see that stuff. I'm like, man, Fox, Fox, come get your boy over here, man. He's acting up, dude. I'm telling you. And what's funny about that is, and that's true, in in late-game situations, with today's, like, advantages in the passing game down the field, like, people can get chunk yards. And look what happened. Pittsburgh put themselves in field goal range when we gave them only 23 seconds on the clock. So it's so funny that they like to sit there and say, oh, what are they doing? They're mismanaging the time. Why aren't they stopping the clock? When in actuality, then Pittsburgh gets the ball and almost won the game yes. because we left too much clock on there. So exactly. It, it, it's, it's comical sometimes. I, sometimes I wonder if, it's those people commentating, it's, it, they're trying to create more of a drama and a flair for the maybe average um, fan to have some interest in what's going on. But to, to me, it's just like, man, these are professional coaches and players and teams. And like you said, it's forcing, when you have four shots at the end zone, the goal line, it only takes 20 seconds. I mean, each play is three to four seconds of the pass every time. You want to save your timeout in case you were to get sacked or exactly. uh, someone will stop short of the goal line. Then you can stop the clock without having to run out you know, and, and spike the ball and lose it down. So, yeah, exactly. interesting, but I, I, at this point, nothing surprises me anymore. So, yeah, man, Big Ben leaves Oakland. 0-4 now, can't get a win. Of course, we've seen him sitting on the sideline there, I don't know, maybe a quarter and a half. Didn't look like he was doing much, just sitting there, maybe waiting to go back in or didn't want to go back in. Comes back in, of course, you know, Derek's brother even tweeted it out right there, if they score... Ben's coming back in. Sure enough, score a touchdown. Big Ben waddles over, grabs his helmet, comes back in the game, tries to save the game. Of course, the turf, that amazing Oakland turf that I hated at the beginning of the game, comes through clutch. I love that dang grass, man. I hope they water it just a little bit more this week too. But, you know, he uh, now is making excuses. He uh, says course i can imagine our x-ray machine probably is old but now he's saying you know he couldn't get the proper x-ray he didn't know if he could go back in or if he was safe to go back in 
And I think I'm on the train with everybody else, man. I call bull crap. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, I, you know, Ben's a guy that he's called out his own teammate, uh, even in the recent time, um, Le'Veon Bell and some incompletions and misreads from his wide receivers. He'll call out anybody. He's called out Mike Tomlin. So he's a brash figure like that. And when things don't go his way, he tends to kind of whine a bit. And I think that's exactly what it was. I think he just dipped in there, and he, he, he talked about the field, too, as well. Oh, the field is bad, the x-ray machine, this and that. I think that's because the outcome didn't go his way. I, I think it's a way of him throwing a jab. It's also because he probably knows in his mental, you know, 42, he's realizing, hey, I'm going 0-4 at Oakland. And every time it's been an Oakland team that's struggling, and we've gone in there and lost. And, it, you know, it's an ugly stamp on his career. His career is probably dwindling down faster than he would admit. So I think at this point... He was just throwing some pot shots out there on his way out. I think it was just through frustration. Nonetheless, I honestly, I could care less. I don't, whatever he has to say, it's all excuses at the end of the day. So whatever, man, I'm happy we got the win. (laughs) Yes, sir. hundred percent, man. Yeah, even uh, I exchanged a few tweets with uh, Darren Carr, I think, about the subject just about 15 minutes ago. And uh, he ended up sliding in my messages and, Pretty much says, uh, let's see here. He says, Ben rubbed me the wrong way Sunday. Didn't like it. <laughs> and the, <laughs> the first thing that popped in my mind was, man, you're not the first one that he rubbed the wrong way. <laughs> right. Pull, right. Let's pull yeah. back up that 2010 sexual assault case, man. You're not the first, Darren. You're not the first. Right. <laughs> well, Sean, I'm going to wrap this up a little bit for you. We, uh, we see... There's been a lot of doubts going on with our franchise quarterback. Uh, been a little bit of a rough spell, you know, growing pains. I get it. Team's changing. Coaching's changing. Kind of seems like everything's going against him at this point. But he's pulled out. Everyone's jumping back on the bandwagon. So for all the newcomers here that are looking back into our franchise quarterback, what do you have to say about him, man? Wow. Well, I mean, the NFL is about franchise quarterbacks. Like, you can have an elite defense. You still need great quarterback play. If you go through every division in the NFL, you can basically pick the best quarterback in each division, and you're going to pick the division winner. It's kind of what it boils down to. There are some circumstances that change that, but it's the most polarizing position in all of professional sports. So I understand the amount of criticism that comes with it. And I think Derek Carr understands that. He's the guy that has the mental fortitude to handle that. But, um, I mean, we're looking at five years, and if we're going to look at Carr, we can just his rookie and sophomore years and then look at what he was able to build himself into in 2016 in the right situation he was um, on pace he, had he not been injured he would have had a good shot at finishing closer to uh, in the MVP race that year um, and then coming in 2017 he was put in a comfortable situation um, Jack Del Rio defensive line coach was still had the reins of the franchise they let Todd, Todd Downing uh, take over his good friend and offensive coordinator. That didn't work out. And then he hit another slew of injuries, and that bring us into 2018. We got Gruden coming in. The bright lights of relocation in Las Vegas is coming closer. Um, he's in a new system yet again, and he's on a team that just gutted some of their best players and made some, some big splashes and trades and player acquisitions. And, um, you know, with everything that's going on in the franchise and the organization, I couldn't ask for a better quarterback, at least from the perspective of leadership and just putting his head down and working. I think he's doing the best he can. Um, The season started out um, really sketchy. Uh, There were some games they blew that had leads in, Denver and Miami, namely. 
uh, Denver, which caught, or almost set the record for completion percentages in the game. He was, what, 29 of 32, like 90-some percent in that game. Yep. Um, but he, he stuck with it. There's been um, so much people pointing the finger, um, but he's played well as of late. And like Gruden said, this is the biggest sign to me. A lot of people, oh, we need to tank, we need the best draft pick. No, we don't. What's mm-hmm. more important, we have three first-round picks. We can move them. We have flexibility there. What's more important is to shoo away all this negativity about the locker room being lost and all these players and this and that. What the team's doing right now the last couple of weeks behind cars play is they're rallying and they're showing guys that are going to hit free agency. If they can see that car, you know, the training wheels are off in this offense from Gruden, he's able to operate on his own now and he's seeing the success. That's going to mean something for free agency. People are going to mm-hmm. say, okay, they had a disaster to start the year. They traded away some players. They're rebuilding this thing. But, hey, look at these guys battling late in the season. They're not tanking. They're trying to fight for each other in that locker room. And I think Carr has sparked that. And you see guys that are even kind of a little more quiet, tight lips about Carr now are, are taking his back. So, yep. for me, it's not just the way Carr um, can play and his ability. It's how he's kind of absorbing these, these younger guys that are, are coming in in Gruden's system and um, just, you know, finish hot and uh, line it up for free agency and the draft in the next year. 100%, dude. I couldn't agree more. And thank you for uh, getting across that point that we're not here to lose games and tank for the draft, man. It's uh, yeah. team morale. We need to build confidence. We need to roll into next season with uh, something to look forward to. Absolutely. And one thing I forgot to even mention is, like, with the struggles in the beginning of the season, yeah, a lot were offensively. You know, they lost Lynch, they lost Donald Penn, they lost guys that were contributors. The other thing that people don't understand is earlier in the season, the defense was on pace for the worst yards <laughs> per play ever in yeah. the history of the sport yeah. <laughs> of the NFL. Yeah. So people were like, what do you want Carr to do? He ain't going to tackle those guys that were, you know, we were playing, it didn't matter, we were playing backup journeyman quarterbacks. Look what happened in the San Francisco game. I mean, we got slaughtered on defense, and of late, to their credit, not only has Carr and the offense picked up the pace, but the defense, the young guys have, have finally, you know, came forward and gunned their system, and they're getting time. So when you see when everything's kind of getting better together, it's really, for me, setting up similar to maybe most Raider fans probably wouldn't know, but I'm talking about, like, the Atlanta Falcons in 2015. There were questions about Matt Ryan. 2016, he came out, he wins MVP, and they had a Super Bowl sealed off against the Patriots. They blew a lead. But I kind of feel like, and that's what Kyle Shanahan is, the coordinator, a complicated mm-hmm. system. I kind of see some similarities with Gruden and what, what he's doing to this team. I, I would not put it past them for next year to line up and, and have a huge turnaround season as Carr, you know, com- completely is just detailed in this offense under Gruden. So, you know, it doesn't seem exciting right now, but I, I honestly think this team could win the last three games of the season. Cincinnati's not scaring anybody. Nope. Denver just lost to San Francisco. Yep. And Kansas City will probably be wrapped up for the playoffs the last week. So guess what? If Raider fans are mad about the draft and tanking, this team might finish 6-10 and 10 with the same record as last year after going through all this tumultuous drama. So, you know, it's interesting, but I think people got to hang on and, and just let Derek Carr do his thing for the franchise. And I think he's the guy for Gruden going into 2019. Yep. It's exciting to see Gruden flipping the script to end the season, man. And, hey, I appreciate you taking the time to jump on this podcast. Love your opinion on Twitter, how to get it on the podcast. Everyone on here, man. Hey, how do we, uh, listeners here, how do we find you, Sean? Oh, cool. Yeah, thanks, Cody. Um, yeah, I'm at, um, at uh, Oahu, O-A-H-U underscore Raider 808 for the 808 state. Um, uh, I tweet about a lot of things, not just Raiders, but, you know, I have a wealth of uh, Raider tweets. And then um, I also, I'm still a contributor 
contributor for the Raider Ramble. Um, mm-hmm. I write there, here and there. I'm working on a piece on Derek Carr right now that will kind of parallel some of the things we talked about. And then, yeah, you know, I'm a part of the Raiders podcast network, as you are. So, you know, check out Just Win Ladies and um, Kenny and Shay and the Pillaging Podcast. And, yeah, you can you can find me anywhere. <laughs> hey, hey, we're not supposed to shout out the Pillaging Podcast anymore, man. They already have too many listeners. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know, you know. They got, yeah, man, I, I'm getting a little jealous there, you know. But, you know Just like gotta, some people have got to, you know, try to to take cut them down a little bit i'm telling you man even myself i'll find myself listening to my own podcast and i hear theirs drop i just switch it over i'm like you know theirs is better than mine i'm just gonna listen to theirs <laughs> yeah no they, they, they are the best man they're the best out there doing it i'm just you know, as I'm sure you feel, and just feel blessed and excited to, to work amongst them under the same umbrella and the network and hopefully, you know, build some credibility to where maybe uh, we create a little bit of tension uh, with them being the best. <laughs> 100%, man. Best mentors you can find. But, hey, looking forward to uh, this next game coming up. Hopefully the next time we talk, it's uh, after a couple more wins, man. Absolutely. Right on. Thanks, Cody. Cool. See you, Sean. Sean Hildebrandt's a cool dude, man. I'm telling you guys, that's another cool cat. Had had myself two cool cats on this episode today. I appreciate it. You know, shout out again, Kenny King Jr. Thanks for coming on and sharing your experience this weekend. And thank you, Sean, for coming on and sharing that that prized golden knowledge you got, man. I can always count on you to come at me with some good stats. Always have a good outlook on a certain situation going on in Raider world. But hey. Like I said, both of you guys, I appreciate the time you took to jump on my podcast. And I'm just going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. But thanks again from the Raiders Podcast Network. They're the ones that make this show happen. They keep it rolling. Shout out to them. Make sure you check out Just Win Ladies and the Pillaging Podcast, of course. But don't forget to check out DC4LCustomTees.com. Got all the Raider Podcast shirts on there, man. Load the card up. And make sure you check out the new Raider Cody shirt. Some good stuff, man. We're getting a little lineup going, so stay tuned, man. We're just going to keep on adding them. But, hey, enjoy the win, Raider Nation. It's a happy week. Enjoy it. And let's bring on Cincinnati, man. See ya. Let's go Raiders. Raiders.